What up, everybody? Welcome to the February match of the month. And as I said, I was going to switch it up. I asked, I'm still going to switch it up and do uh, some comic book stuff as well. And be, be this, the comic book of the month or whatever. Um, I, I had I did the March match of the month. Ugh. The March math. Word tongue here. Word. Word. Speak. Word tongue. Look, listen to that. <laughs> I did the March match of the month. And I did it, and I was like, you know what? There's so many things that happened at this particular WrestleMania that wouldn't have happened without this, this, and this. And I just found it to be intriguing. I said, so I could probably do a three-part series that lasts until April, and it'll just be a dope series based on the same WrestleMania, right? On matches I've never done. So one of those matches is this match. It's Rowdy Roddy Piper defending the Intercontinental Championship against Bret the Hitman Hart. WrestleMania 8. So anyways, so how this even happens is by chance. So Bret Hart's the Intercontinental Champion going into 1992. And so Bret Hart's contract was up. And so Bret Hart was negotiating with WCW and WWE. So how it ended up happening was essentially... What ended up happening, essentially, is that while he was negotiating, he wasn't under contract. He agreed to drop the Intercontinental Championship to the Mountie at a house show. Now, if you go back into 92 Rumble, he had the flu. Air quotes, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes. Which is why he lost to a small in a small package. And if you think about the star power that would have been the 92 Rumble, if Brett actually would have signed the contract and just been WWE, that, that's crazy. That would probably, some people think this is the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, doing air quotes again. You would just added another megastar to that. Anyways, so Bret Hart's out of action with the flu. And so the Mountie has the Intercontinental title. And so we get to Royal Rumble 1992. And Piper ends up winning, winning the title, winning the championship. Which was his only singles title in WrestleMania, and the WrestleMania to me, in WWE history. He's a former tag team champion with Ric Flair. That was what? A, over a decade later? I can't pinpoint the exact time, but it was definitely over a decade later. Anyways, so as we're moving to WrestleMania, we get some back and forth promos, and Bret Hart saying how he wants the Intercontinental title back. And Roddy Piper, to this point, had never been pinned. His shoulders have never been pinned to the mat in WWE history. Remember, all his matches with Hogan, he never lost. Orndorff took the, the fall at WrestleMania 1. At the, the war to sell the score, Piper got disqualified and just walked out. Like, he was always so protective and so good of his, his legacy and his name. Anyways, so we get to WrestleMania. They have a hell of a match, but this was one of the first times, because Piper, they're both faces, right? This is one of the first times, I think I can remember, and I wasn't, I watched this many years later, actually, or, I watched it at the time, but I was so young, I didn't know what I was seeing. But when I thought about it, this is one of the first times where I saw a face get booed for, for, we always knew Piper had heel tactics in him. But it's the first time I think we saw it. It was like, 
Well, but you can't do it against him. The fans really were protective of Bret Hart, without a doubt. So during their match, first of all, if you watch the Flair Savage, they bladed, right? Well, Flair did. Flair apparently got in trouble. They bladed in this match too, but according to Bret Hart, he never got in trouble because he did it with more. I'm, I'm not quoting here, but he was more careful with it. He had more class with it, according to Bret Hart. Anyways, we get to the match, and like the refs down, Flair, uh, Brett's bleeding. Piper has a chair, has a ring bell, a lot of stuff, and the fans are just booing him. They're booing him like, no, you can't cheat against him. When fair, when fair, when fair. And, and Piper's just like confused, like, why are you guys booing me? Then he puts down the weapons, and they're like, yeah, let, let this be a fair match. It's like, it was just pretty cool to see the fans be a part of it and how Piper used psychology on the fans to not just help get uh, bred over, but to show that, hey, I'm over, I, I, not just my over, but. I, I, I can manipulate the fans what I need to, all right? <laughs> so anyway, so Piper puts Brett in the sleeper. And Brett goes on the ropes and goes backwards. And because Piper refuses to let go of the sleeper, his, his shoulders are on the mat. Ref counts three. First time he's ever lost pinfall in WWE history. In his history of WWE. And I, my words are just not working today. It must be the melatonin I just took like an hour ago. Anyways... Um, he ends up presenting the Intercontinental title to Brett, and they go on their way. And to me, this was just something else to help bolster Bret Hart's career that year. Like, you have the match that comes up in 92 at Wimbledon, right? Which was essentially David Boy's greatest achievement in the company. But it doesn't happen without people like Piper saying, oh, I can, I can put, I can put Brett over. Think about crazy that he never put Hulk Hulk Hogan, he never put the face of wrestling over. Think about that crazy. He never he were he always refused to put the face of wrestling over. And and he looked at Brett and said, No, I could put that guy over. Crazy to me. Anyways, the point is this doesn't happen though if Brett doesn't weigh his options. Now this we fast forward five years later, it's a whole different story. But he went to to um, uh, McMahon, and apparently, and it, the story that's told what is a couple stories that told. But one of the stories that's told is usually if you didn't say anything, your contract would roll over. Well, Brett was the one that made the comment, "Hey, my contract ends here. I'm going to negotiate with you. I'm going to negotiate with whoever to bleep. I want to see what my options are." That's why they had to take the Intercontinental title off him. Because I don't think they would have if Brett would have, wouldn't have said anything. If Brett would have let his contract roll over for like another three months or whatever it was, then it would have been, wouldn't have been an issue. Probably, actually, I think that might have been for another year. Um, but Because he said, hey, stop it right here. Let's see what, what's going on. That's why I did. So now you have Mountie who the only single goal he ever had was that two-day Intercontinental title run. The, the only singles run Roddy Piper ever had was with that belt. You don't have those two things happen. You probably have Brett going clear all the way to Wimbledon, which is fucking crazy, which is a story unto itself. So, anyways, that is your February match of the month, and I hope you guys enjoy it. The match of the month for Mark is on the same card, but it's different. And then we have one more match that was affected by everything as well. So, 
Uh, this might be the shortest one we talk about because it's just about those quick things. But that is your February match of the month. Match of the month. Listen to me. Yeah, I'm going to go to sleep now. That is, that is it for the show. I have this little chemical. And it's out. <laughs>